Hey buds, today we take it smooth and easy as we smoke two strains that go with the flow. We cover a news story that's ongoing, in progress, and you buds can get involved with. And a conversation with our other resident meme lord, Josh Horsnell. All this and more, today on the Good Buds Podcast. Let's get blended. Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. I'm Curtis. I'm Shank. And this is episode 46, airing Monday, July 19th, 2021, on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Thank you for joining us. Before we start, I'd like to thank LumenSpot and My High Shop for sponsoring this episode and all of our other ones before it. Check out their links down below in the description, and we'll talk more about them later. So, Curtis, how you doing today, brother? Oh, well, you know, tits up in a frizzle fram, crazy craft, Hmm. How about you? Uh, you know, a little bit of the quip squibble, and I uh, hit the hub, and I fell down a little bit of loop down, and then I squibbed a bobble dub. Ah, so you, watched, so, you also, so you also touched the electric fence outside? Yeah, man, it was really fucking tempting. They really shouldn't have put a neon sign saying, do not touch. That made me really want to touch it. I was almost positive it was reverse psychology. I and know. They just wanted you, like a Harvard study, you know? I know. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Schrodinger's know. cat! No, it's Schrodinger's stoner. I know, right? It's like, will they touch the electric fence if it says do not touch with a neon sign? Yes, apparently they will, because both Curtis and I did so. Fucking <laughs> but... Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh man, no, I, I'm doing great, obviously. I had a really good day, picked up some good weed, you know, it's fantastic, excited for this episode, it's gonna be a fun one. I'm, I'm, I'm also doing good, I, I also <laughs> yeah. got a good strain and, you know, yeah. uh, my my nerves are intact. Absolutely, well, mo- for the most part, but uh, obviously... Um, you know, uh, before we do get on with the show, which I would love to do, I need to remind the buds at home to go and check out our Instagram, our Twitter, and our Facebook, because on all of these awesome things, we post regularly with behind-the-scenes stuff and some funny content that all the buds at home can check out. They can also hop into our Discord if they feel like it, and have some fun conversation there. We check in daily, and we will have some links downstairs for you buds to check out. Make sure you click follow while you're there. Absolutely. You gotta click follow, you gotta subscribe, you gotta know that, you know, we gotta know that you like what we're doing. Fucking let us know what we can do to change and uh, just show some support. If you want us to show some support even more than that, you can go to our Patreon page and donate there. We have several tiers that you can choose from, including behind-the-scenes content exclusive for Patreon and the ability to listen in on the show live. Again, links are down below. It starts as low as a dollar, and if you do, you can join our other awesome patrons, such as Mr. Isaac and Mr. Benji Bills. He we love absolutely. our patrons. We love all of our buds. We it, do, but it's it, it's platonic though. We have we have. Thousands. It's yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. But we do absolutely love you, buds at home. We can't appreciate. We can't say how much we appreciate our patreons. We also appreciate all of you, buds, who like, comment, and subscribe on our videos and our podcasts wherever you find them, because uh, every like helps and it's a free way to help out. So, um, yeah, definitely appreciate. It. What do you say we get on with the reviews though, Curtis? I think we shall. Good buds reviews. Good buds. So, Curtis, what are you burning today for the buds at home? Well, Shank, just like you said at the beginning, all blended up, no place to go. I am smoking some smoothie. Nice. Smoothie. Smoothie? I'm pretty sure it's just smoothie, but it's spelled with a Z, so smoothie. That's what makes it edgy. Exactly. It sounds like someone's just smooth. Yeah, it's like smoothie. You've been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth criminal. But this smoothie 
is it's weird. It's a hybrid strain that's mainly indica dominant. It's seventy mm-hmm. percent indica, thirty percent uh, sativa, roughly. And this was a hard strain to chase its origins, in particular, uh, as it's shown up in the UK under dying breed seeds. It's shown up in California by the original Z. It's shown up even in, by a company that's called Smoothie that sells <laughs> seeds, including a seed that's called the original Smoothie, as well as other ones like passion fruit, pineapple, and shit like that, yada, yada. A whole yeah. bunch of weird ones. Pretty cool yeah. website, though. Check them out. But it, none of that really matters because, clear the confusion, what I am smoking on today is by Fuego Genetics here in Detroit, in Michigan. Hell and yeah. it is a cross of blueberry and somango. By crossing so those two, somango. By crossing those two strains, we get this beautiful hybrid that is tested at over twenty percent THC, so pretty nice. good there. And nice. this strain that I have, oh my god, these nugs are huge. Huge. These nugs are huge. huge they nug. are big, bulbous nugs. With a nice solid stem throughout. I'm not going to do that. Before. No, we're not. <laughs> but seriously, these are some big-ass fucking nugs. Nice. They're, they're semi-soft, but they still break up into quite a lot of it. So Same. They're, like, dense, but soft. Okay. I mean I mean about okay. me. Okay. <laughs> As a person. But, so the color is a chartreuse color all throughout the bud, and it has these patches of bolder, deeper greens, kind of like a clover color. Nice. So kind of just patching through everywhere. There are these hair. There are hairs on it, but it's a very, it's very light, both in amount and the actual color. The color is yeah. like a very white, creamy orange, and it's just sprinkled ever so slightly. However, it does have a very decent crystal coating all around the outside with triangle trichomes structure that just kind of patches all of the leaves and the solid budsy parts, and just makes it look sparkly and nice. nice. But on top of the look of this, we also have an aroma oh, to the judge. Aroma. Check the smell. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So it's a very clean and berry scent. It has... Now, with clean, as usual, it kind of has that slight chemical cleaner smell to it. Hmm. Like, you know... You walk into a hospital and it's like, okay, this is extremely clean. They have to keep this place sterile, sanitized. That's what it smells like. But on top of that, it also has this very sweet berry scent up with it, very up front. And the berry scent definitely lingers after I pull the bag away from my nose. Yeah. Kind of lingers there for a couple seconds. Very nice. Now, I don't know why, but at the very end, it also smells a tiny bit like melon, like Hmm. watermelon or a fresh honeydew. But I just kind of get, like, that little bit of melon with berry and cleaner and... Honey, do you smell anything weird here? (laughs) Oh, I'm not not really sure, dear. (laughs) I'm not sure, dear. Now, that's weird, though, like a melon scent on the end of it. That's kind of strange, but interesting. But I'm definitely interested to see how that smoothie hits me. Uh, Well, I know I like melon in my smoothies, right? So, yeah, it makes sense. I like melon and and berries. Yeah. And chemicals. Um, chemicals. Shank, how about... (laughs) How about your strain? What are you going to be smoking for the buds today? Well, this week I'm going to be burning on some Ebb and Flow. Um, the Ooh. Ebb and Flow is grown by Reef Organic Cannabis um, out of Nova Scotia, actually. 
um, which is fantastic. Um, now, there, just like yours, there's not very much readily available information about its genetics. I think it's one of those proprietary in-house strains that they make, and they just don't really want to tell you how to make it yourself if you want to. Right. Um, but the really cool thing about it is it has almost a 2 to 1 CBD to THC ratio, which is pretty nuts. Um, and it's, uh, it's terpene profile. I got that includes, um, osamine, limonene, carophyllene, guillol, and pinene, which is pretty cool. Um, and it does have a pretty decent percentage of THC. I believe this one comes in at roughly about 17 to 18% THC. So not bad, not bad at all. Um, now one thing I love about it is it's a hybrid strain. And it's leaning a little bit more towards the indica side. Not very much, though. It is close enough that they decided to call it a true hybrid. Um, But it leans a little bit more towards the indica side, especially when it comes to its aesthetics, which I love because that means I have some dark, tight, and beautiful nugs here. Um, Yeah, they're not nearly as rugged as they were last week. Like, they don't have that hippie quality to them, but they still have a nice untamed look that piques my interest. Um, the darkness of the nugs and the mute color of the red hair that's on it, though, kind of hides the red hair from plain sight, so you don't see an awful lot of it when you look at the nug. It looks mostly just like kind of a dark brownish kind of nug, but it has an excellent coat of crystal on the outside of it that makes it shimmer really beautifully, and it almost makes me tingle, you know? You get those tingles. (laughs) But, uh, but, um, the smell, though, the smell hits home, too, because I do like this. Mm, okay. One more. There we go. But uh, it's, a, it's got an almost, like, salty sweet tarts. Um, like, it's got a very kind of a sugar candy sweet tart kind of scent, but it gets, a, like, a salty kind of scent on top of it, almost. Um, there's a bit of a flowery and peppery overtone, but nothing super, super noticeable. And there's, like, a bit of a citrus feel like in the sinuses, but nothing that makes you go, wow, this is citrusy. It's just kind of like, yeah, I've got that vibe. Like I just smelled an orange, like, and the rest of the orange scent is gone, but it's left that kind of like acidity behind. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Which is, it's nice. I like that little bit of acidity there. Um, And it does also in the back of the scent have a nice little bit of a woody or mushroomy kind of umami scent, uh, which is really cool and almost gives me a lightly cushy vibe. You know, like it almost has like a, like I, like it might have some cush hidden in there as one of the strains that it was, uh, that it was crossed with. And, um, frankly, I'm super, super excited to try this out. You know, I can't wait to, uh, but try mine as well. Yeah. But before we do try them out, I have to remind the buds at home of something that I always remind them of, which is to check out our Instagram. If they haven't already been on there and if they're not already watching our awesome YouTube videos, I mean, look at this, this is glorious. Um, you know, they can see the strains floating behind our heads on YouTube, but if they feel like just doing the audio thing and going and seeing the strains on another source, they can hit Instagram at Podcast, where we post weekly pictures of all these strains and some behind-the-scenes content for you buds that you can check into. And, you know, make sure you give it a follow there because we will be sharing information about upcoming streams and everything else through our Instagram and our Facebook. So just uh, check out those nugs there. Exactly, and if you want a little bit more uh, pictures or some shit like that coming across your feed, you can check out my Instagram at GoodBudsCurtis, where I post, you know, random bong hits or behind-the-scenes, you know, editing of the podcast or video for YouTube podcast shit. Yeah, no, he does take some monster bong hoots on there. I love it. I like it. You know, like it's uh, love checking out his stuff. But also, you can check my page out at GoodBudsShank, 
where I post random pictures of me smoking joints or blunts or bongs and, you know, working on music or other miscellaneous artsy crap. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'd love if you'd go check that out at Good Buds Podcast, at Good Buds Curtis, and at Good Buds Shank. Give us a follow while you're there because you don't want to miss out on any regular updates that we do. But uh, that said, I think it'd it be is. a good time to try something, eh? Absolutely. I have a bong packed right here. And I have a bong packed right here. And hopefully the buds at home, you have your bongs packed, your bowls packed, your joints rolled, your wads rolled, your vapes ready, your rigs ready, edibles. Probably should have taken those at the beginning, but take them yeah. now if you haven't. Yeah. Eat them now. Let us toke, 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 Bubba plays it. Okay. Hey, Curtis, how's that, how's that taste for you, man? All right. So. Okay, interesting enough. So it started with, and I'm saying like in one second, like the second it hit my tongue. Yeah. It tastes like a firework went off. <laughs> what? Like the gunpowder, the char, the sulfury, like a firework went off and you kind of get like a little bit of that smoke in your face did you did you feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind before that shut the fuck up so <laughs> it actually tasted really fucking awesome because you know fourth of july was recent and america Mur so yeah it was it was very nice but after that it immediately switches to a very cl to the clean you know cleaner and berry flavor that you know was very prominent in the scent obviously nice but again it was more berry than anything else, and the berry definitely lingered a little bit longer. It filled up the lungs nicely, and it kind of kind of burned the lungs a little bit, but not too bad. And I'm definitely feeling like in the back of the throat. I don't really know what that's all about. I'm going to yeah. take another hit and then take a drink. But Shank, how is that uh, fucking strain hitting you? Well, the Evan Flow is actually really, really great. It has a very salty, sweet, and smoky flavor, um, but it's not really powerful. It isn't a strong uh, flavor. Um, it, it's got maybe a little bit of a peppery kind of spicy hit and a little bit of a wood smoke. Um, but it is, like, again, it's not very bold flavored. Um, I, I taste the smoke more than anything. Um, it's not at all a bad flavor. I want to get that, you know, make that very clear. By no means do, am I saying this is a bad flavor. It's just not an abundant flavor. There's not a lot of taste there. Um, but it's good. Um, it's not terrible. Um, I would like to try it in another context, but before we do, obviously, we need to find out some information about these strains, right? Of course. we got to figure out how it's making other stoners feel online by reading their opinions, which are online, and we're going to give our opinions to the online as we are stoners online. Opinions. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> this movie... <laughs> From surprisingly enough, it's hard to trace the origins, but relatively easy to find reviews. Nice. It's a heady cerebral buzz. Very, you know, kind of expect a hazier state of mind per se. Yeah. It has a strong physical relaxing high, kind of couch locking, and it's basically almost ideal for anxiety and before bed sessions. You know, so for the restless insomniacs out there, fucking. Smoke this at twelve o'clock, and hopefully you'll be in bed by three thirty. Our people, <laughs> our peeps. Pe you you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe you'll get to bed by six in the morning. Who knows? Yeah. But it doesn't have any uh, dry mouth or you know anything like that stated. But like I said, I did take a drink because I got beds nearby. I got snacks nearby. We were prepared. 
Big truth. Think. How about yours? Well, uh, same as yours again. Um, I, I couldn't find a lot of information about its parentage, but I could find a lot of really good review information about it. Um, because it's a high CBD strain, it's very good for pain, relaxing, and it's also apparently a very good uplifting and focusing strain, which I always like. Um, it's also been described by many people as a happy strain, which is interesting. I like happiness. Who doesn't like happiness? So that's kick-ass. Um, and as far as I can see, there are no reports of munchies, but there are some reports of dry mouth, um, which, just like yourself, um, I have beverage directly next to me. And uh, On top well, of yeah. being prepared for other stuff, I also have a joint rolled right here. That's true. Hey, man, we are prepared. Look at us. We are, what is it? Seasoned Stoners. Seasoned Stoners. Garlic, garlic powder. powder. Hell yeah, yes. Right. Seasoned Stoners. Garlic phone. Damn it. <laughs> but no, I have a joint right here too, man. Well, now that we have these joints, we need to take a little dry hit before we light these and see if we can get a little extra flavor profile. Good buds. ASMR moments. Oh, oh shit. I'm just drawing. Okay. Curtis, Curtis, what Go are with you it. doing? Go with it. Go okay, with okay. it. Draw my joint. Mm. No way it fell in the fucking cram. Dude, come on, just get it. Okay, now we did. Okay, we're good. Okay. No, oh, man, Curtis. So how's that tasting for you, man? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, man. That sucks. How about Geo? Um, good actually. It's got a little bit of a mushroomy kind of umami flavor. Um, a little kind of hint of that uh, that uh, filing, which I think gives it that uh, little bit of a grassy kind of uh, flavor as well. Um, it's nice, man. Pretty good. Nice. Yeah. It, in all seriousness, mine is that sweet berry flavor. Yeah, nice, man. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, that's how it tastes when it's dry. Your sweet berry flavor. That's that's always good. You know, you get the nice little sweet berry taste on it and everything else, but. Uh, as Curtis always says, joints are made for uh, one thing, right? Exactly. They are meant to stir soup in the morning. That's right. Oh, I was going to say they're meant to bend so that we can use locomotion in our human body, right? I was going to say use them as tiny boomerangs so that way we can send messages to our you know, loved ones. Hell yes. But on top of that, you can also <laughs> blaze with them because it's 420 somewhere. Hopefully you have your joints rolled, your blunts rolled, your bongs packed, bowls packed, vapes ready, ricks ready, edibles cut a, you know, but you know, up. you can do it again. It don't matter. We don't give yeah, you another one. Point. I mean, if it hasn't kicked in, you need another one. You'll be gone by the end of the episode. <laughs> exactly. And you know, it is time to blaze it. Wow. Wowie oh. wow. Okay, there's that flavor. So Curtis, how's yours, how's yours hitting you? Not as good as the bong, but I'm still getting a little bit of the, uh, fucking, I'm still getting a little bit of the berry flavor and a little bit of that clean cleanliness flavor. I'm definitely getting a lot more of a, like, a cushy, skunky kind of taste as well. Kind of like a little bit more of the crystals burning more pure, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I prefer it in the bong, but it's not bad. It's nice. nice. It's definitely a lot smoother and a lot less harsh mm. on the lungs. Still burning through the, still... Uh, the zigzags? Oh, yeah. Zigzags, orange pack, one and a quarters, as oh, always. Yeah. And how about you, sir? Um, obviously burning through the OCBs. And this flavor, though, man, the flavor po popped out finally. Um, it's really great. Um, that first initial hit that I took off of it 
gave me a very, very punchy, um, wood smoky kind of flavor, like almost like a hickory, like a hickory wood smoke. Um, hickory dickory dock. Yeah, hickory dickory dock with a, with a very sweet um, kind of salty flavor. Um, it had, oh, like, that's almost kind like... of like caramel. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like caramel, yeah. Or like, <laughs> yeah, but it's a... Uh, I can see why they named it like Ebb and Flow. They kind of named it after the in and out of the tides because it does give me that kind of sea salty kind of vibe. Um, it's almost like it reminds me of like that the woody is like a driftwood, you know? It's like woody and salty. And like it's that wasn't like, the really... characters from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they were buzzed though. Hey, hey! you got a friend with weed. <laughs> you got a friend, got a friend with, with weed. With weed. Whenever right. you're stoned and you need to smoke more, well, you got a friend with weed. <laughs> but uh, no, it's really fucking, it's good, man. Honestly, I do get that. It's giving me beach vibes. I feel like I should be sitting on a piece of driftwood, roasting a marshmallow over a fire that I made with driftwood. <laughs> you know what just I mean? Just sitting, cooking firewood, and, or cooking the marshmallow and just looking down at it going, you're next. If I need exactly, more, I'll right? stand. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if I, need more, if I need more wood to burn, I'll stand up. Yeah, but honestly, it is... Very, very flavorful. I also noticed that when I lit it, um, I my lighter took me uh took me two hit two two flicks again, so it's uh probably gonna need replacing pretty soon. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be gone, lighter. Get so, another lighter. <laughs> actually, that kind of gives me into a nice little conversation because I had nothing else to talk about really because my week was nothing. But nice. um, I had a boring week, quite... but exciting at the same time. Stupid exactly. stuff no one wants to hear about. Same. So for the buds at home, this is a interactive little bit for you. Mm-hmm. What kind of lighter do you use? Yeah. Do you go for a cheap disposable lighter that you can turn into a massive super crack lighter? B a standard bic. Three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> a clipper. The clipper lighter. Clippers are bitchin'. Four. Go straight to the blowtorch because fuck that bitch regardless of it. Or True. you're a dabber. Yeah, we burn in that. Five. You don't use a lighter. You just do something else like you know using magnifying glasses yeah, use magnifying glass rub two sticks together exactly Fuck some in. shit like that and then obviously number five b i think um, i think that's six because five was uh the uh <coughs> five was the so g <laughs> is <laughs> how about this it's gonna we'll be make, you, we'll make it even easier <laughs> rather than <laughs> Picking from a list of options. Why don't you just let us know downstairs in the comment section, wherever you're reading this, just comment down below and say, hey, this is what I use for a lighter. If you, you buds are interested, I use a Zippo, I use a Hempwick, I whatever. Just comment down below. That'd be so oh, Don't use a Zippo. <laughs> yeah, please don't. If, unless you're lighting, like, a joint, and even then, just... I just, mean, yeah. You yeah. could be. Only if it's really windy, and even then get a torch. <laughs> Like, yeah, if you if you're in the navy, like why aren't you using a torch by now, man? Zippos well, are mind you, I mind you, I mainly use a bong. And if you've ever tried to use a zippo on a bong, no, it's no, all trash. you're doing is all you're doing is sucking in lighter fumes, like lighter that, fuel fumes. It's straight that. Yeah, you might get a little fumes. light, but it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, straight up. Uh, I know, like I remember one time my buddy had uh, he filled his uh, zippo because he was a strict zippo guy. He's like, oh, I only use zippos because they're the only letter that a real man uses. And I was like, cool, buddy, sure. Um, and uh, he was uh, and he was lighting. He he had bought a new glass pipe, right? 
And fucking, he, we were smoking some bowls in the woods, and I had my standard Bic, because that's what I use. I use standard Bic, man. They're reliable. They're there for a reason. And so, I mean, and the, if they disappear, they're cheap. But anyway, he had just refilled a Zippo, and the bowl got around back around to him, and he went to go, light, he lit the Zippo, and he went to go tilt it over to use the Zippo to light the pipe. And rather than doing the smart thing, which would be turning the pipe, you know, everybody goes, okay, you turn the pipe a little bit so you can keep the Zippo kind right. of upright. You know, or whatever. No, dude, straight up just tilted the Zippo sideways like it was a Bic. Bunch of lighter fluid poured out of the bottom and out from around the actual wick in, you know, in the basin because yeah. it hadn't fully absorbed in the cotton yet. Whole bunch of lighter fluid poured out, went all over his hand and the bowl, lit on fire immediately because it was already burning when it came out, caused him to drop the bowl and his Zippo. The Zippo was fine. The bowl shattered immediately. <laughs> and and he was he was super pissed and like you know he got some bad burns on his uh, on his uh, left hand there and everything else and he was pissed off and everything and I was like man like you know there's probably a real good reason why you know like back in the day they used to use tor- like matches even when zippos existed and lighters were commonplace matches were or like at least some form of burning wood or something was the way to light a pipe like a tobacco pipe you know, yeah. like that's there's a reason why they would take a flame, like a candle or something else, and rather than tilting the gas lamp, they would burn the stick and then use the stick to light the tobacco. It's because if you don't, you're pouring fucking flammable liquid everywhere. Exactly. So, <laughs> or at least risking. And obviously, now we're in now we're in modern times where we got like disposable bags and disposable regular lighters. So it's easy as fuck to use one of those. So yeah. I learned early on never use a Zippo, just rather get a, you know, use a Bic or something like that. I would rather, or it usually just tilt it on the side, burn my thumb, or yeah. fucking some stupid shit like that. So oh, I, know. Like, the amount I of learned times early I on, use a, a Bic, a clipper, a torch, anything else but yeah. Zippo. Back Other back things. when I like back when like when I was younger and I just like I smoked like cigarettes and stuff like that. Having a Zippo around was always cool for like the fucking Zippo tricks, like you know, like oh, flicking yeah. it open, looking all like James Dean, like and like lighting it in some shit and being cool. I had, and, I had like, two Zippos yeah. in particular, and I would always carry one or the other. Yeah, and and it's like you know, and I mean they're cool and they're a good lighter and they have their uses and everything else and stuff like that. But as far as survival torches go, or like as far as survival lighters go, the Zippo has been outpaced massively by modern torch lighters. Like you even know, then like... they even have those fucking infinite like stick shits now. Mm. Like those yeah, stick the lighters. permanent matches. Yeah, the permanent matches. Basically, it's like you literally just have fo- a little phosphorus, like a little flint and steel, basically on them, and they've got a piece of cotton that you dip into a reservoir of fuel, pull it out, flick it, then it lights. And no, and no matter what, it'll yeah. stay lit for yeah, like and then, a yeah. long time. Oh yeah, long ass time, and then you just you just stick it back in the container. It goes out automatically because there's no air in there, you know. And then fucking screw it back on. Permanent. Boom. Like, you know, you can use it over and over and over and over and over. And if the cotton ever wears out, you can always just stuff a piece of paper or something else in there in a survival situation, right? So that's... Uh, if you mean? really, really, really need to smoke your fucking weed. Mm-hmm. Those are the emergency. I would love to see somebody pull that out. I know, I remember years ago, I was at a store in the mall that was temporarily there. You know those little pop-up shops that fucking appear yeah. in every fucking mall every now and then? Well... Yeah one of them popped up and it was like an antique thing. Like it was like this family that was getting together and they had like, we're having basically an estate sale for what obviously was a hoarder um, because they had so much of everything. And I went in there and the dude had a lighter collection, 
like a collection of old lighters. Now we're not talking nice lighters. We're not talking like he had like you know a ten thousand dollar light Zippo or but no. These were like we're talking just ru- you see you see it at a yard sale and it looks kind of cool even if it's a rusted piece of shit you grab it. Rusted right? kind of used Zippos. Yeah, exactly. Like he wasn't like the collector like oh I need pristine this or that or anything like that. But he had one lighter there that immediately piqued my interest and it was an old navy lighter and it was really cool because it had it was it ran on the same principle as a Zippo. Except it was an enclosed uh, system. So it had like an enclosed reservoir and it had a wick coming out of it. And instead of uh, on a top that opened on it, it had a lever that you would push down. And when you pushed the lever down, it would rotate the wheel to grind the flint and it would lift a cap up that was covering the wick. So it had like a little, and it was all brass. So like a little cap that was covering the wick, like a little circular cap would lift up at the same time as the flint wheel would spark the flint. And it would light the wick, and all you did was like let go of the button, almost like a, a and it all lighter, did it at once. And it right. just and, and it would close the cap back off, and you know, and and I saw that there, and I was like, I need that lighter. So two dollars and fifty cents, I bought it, and I brought it home, and it was an I looked it up, it was an antique, it was an old French, like I said, it was a navy, navy lighter, and um, all I had to do to get it working again was throw a new flint into it. I went out and I bought some flints, I opened He's it crazy. up. Put a new flint into it. Put some put some fluid into it, and it immediately worked. And I carried that around for a little while until uh, one of my buddies was in love with it, and he was moving away. And so I decided to give it to him as a going away gift, you know, and stuff like that. He wasn't going to be coming back, so I told him, you know, take this. I was like, whenever you whenever you light a joint with it, think about you know think about me, that kind of thing. And uh, so I gave it away. But it was definitely a, an awesome awesome thing to have. And that, if I could have that lighter back or that kind of lighter. I would use that over a Bic, man, just because the classy factor. Oh, yeah. Like, the extra class, And it was a small wick, too. It wasn't, like, a big, broad wick, like a Zippo, because it wasn't windproof. Like, you know how, like, you know, Zippos have that big old wick, and they have the big old screen around them because they're made to be more windproof, right? Well, right. the antique lighter I had wasn't windproof. You had to, like, block it with your hand. Otherwise, it could easily blow out. But that also meant that the flame was more controllable because it was on a tiny little wick nub. So if you wanted to light a bowl with it, or you wanted to light like a pipe, or you wanted to, whatever, it would work perfect for it because there was no way fluid was gonna leak out. It right. would just like because it was just the tiny little itty bitty hole where a nub of a wick came out. So it was really cool, man. Like that was a neat lighter. I wonder if I could ever find one of those again. If any of you buds at home have any really cool lighters or anything, let us know down in the comments. I'd be interested in seeing that. Absolutely. And cool again, shit. just tell us what kind of lighter you use, and yeah. you know. What's your preferred method of smoking your cannabis? Sorry for the yeah, long-winded uh, conversation, but that's no, good, man. It's good. We, no, it's good. Like it's all good. But with all that, another place that might sell some pretty cool lighters is uh, our fantastic ad spot. Do you like fashionable and unique clothing? Do you like things that shine super bright when exposed to light? Do you like discounts? Do you like advertisements that ask, "Do you like?" over and over, knowing there is no direct way for you to answer back? If you answered yes to all of these questions, or even just the first three. Check out LumenSpot.com for some lit clothing and accessories, and use the code GoodBudsPodcast at the checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Thank you, LumenSpot, for sponsoring us, and thank all of you for listening. Check it out today with the link below in the description. Sorry, it's not that one. It's the next one that's coming up. But anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LumenSpot just has really cool clothes. Exactly. But speaking yeah. of things that are coming up, there are yeah. things that are coming up in the world, and we have them to talk about. Very important it's... thing. Very important indeed, and hopefully you buds at home are ready for some weed news worldwide. Or should I really say, 
a we knew well, it, it's one news exactly one news story. i think the singular of news is still news it's like buffalo like you know there are many buffalo there's one buffalo well today we have one news for you <laughs> we have one news for you today and that news is some really interesting shit that hopefully everyone has probably seen by this point. Yeah. The but, reason we're covering one story is because it's a very important one. Exactly. <laughs> we'll both be covering it. We'll both be going over the points as we see in the article, and then we'll go talk about opinion. And at the end, we'll let you buds know how you can get involved. Yeah. So, what the story that we're reading from today comes to us from Marijuana Moment. The link will be downstairs in the description below. And essentially, what is going on is Chuck Schumer and essentially, all right. So the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, and Senator Cory Booker, all of them Democratic, respectively from New York, Oregon, and New Jersey, mm-hmm. have unveiled a draft at a press conference on Wednesday that is a bill that they are going to propose titled the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, weighing in at 163 pages that yeah. it will decriminalize slash legalize cannabis on a federal scale. Fat stacks of for documents. United States of America. Yeah. Now, now this is, again, who, federal legalization. Federal legalization from the U.S. government. Now, mind you, if you're in the United States government, you can make this happen. And mind you, if you're not in the United States, you can help by sharing this with your buds who are in the United States. Yeah, you might not be listening from the States right now, but if you have any friends at all or any people or relatives or loved ones who live in the States who are cannabis users or who may be concerned with cannabis laws, share this. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, things that they've stated is, or the main features of this legislation largely largely aligned with what advocates and stakeholders expected. It would federally deschedule cannabis, expunge prior convictions, allow people to petition for resentencing, uh, maintain the authority of states to set their own marijuana policies, and remove collateral consequences like immigration-related penalties for people who have been criminalized over the plan. Yep, he's so, absolutely right. Yep. A lot of very nice things that obviously advocates a lot of people who do smoke cannabis are obviously like yeah why why should people get punished for that shit well and i know wyden was quoted in the article as saying that cannabis prohibition a key pillar of the failed war on drugs has caused substantial harm to our communities and small businesses and especially for communities of color so it's as simple as this senator booker schumer schumer and i want to bring common sense to the federal government, end prohibition, and restore the lives of those hurt the most and set them up for opportunity. Exactly. Dude, and, I like yo, this guy. I'm. This is the first I've heard about him as a politician, but what the fuck is everybody saying every politician's an asshole? This guy sounds fucking legit. He's also, he's also been on Twitter, uh, fucking, you know, obviously posting about stuff, fucking resharing tweets, fucking really getting this petition going. But then yeah. we also have uh, Chuck Schumer, who stated the war on drugs has oft- too often been a war on people, and particularly people of color. Not only will this legislation remove cannabis from the federal list of controlled substances, but it will also help fix our criminal justice system, system ensure restorative justice, protect public health, and implement responsible taxes and regulations. Again, he's been taking to Twitter as well. He's been standing with Ron Wyden and Senator Booker, obviously. And they've 
made up this uh, very nice thing. Yeah, they drafted this bill. Now, obviously, it took a lot of time and effort to make sure that they covered, you know, a lot of bases in the bill. Um, basically, they said, you know, for decades, they've been fighting, you know, this war on drugs, and it's been failing. So they said it's about time for Congress to end the prohibition and, you know, really help the relevant communities that were majorly impacted by the draconian laws that were behind the plan, right? So there are... There, there, there are a lot of things they've covered in the bill, right? Like, Correct. you know, there's a broad spectrum of things. With, but, you know, there's a few things. Squiggy, which right? We'll go over, yeah, we'll go over a couple of them. Now, the first and foremost is, obviously, this bill would also impose a federal tax on marijuana products and put some of that revenue toward grant programs meant to support people from communities most impacted by prohibition who want to participate in the industry. Hell yeah. Which... If that's the actual case, I'm okay with that. If it's oh, going yeah. right back into pockets, you know, but I, well, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Further, the legislation would transfer regulatory authority over cannabis from the DEA. By DEA. So, from the Drug Enforcement <laughs> Administration to the FDA, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. A.K.A. And, the ATF. A.K.A. the ATF. And also the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. Or also the TTB. Known as, yeah, the TTB, which is stupid for alcohol and tobacco trading, the like tobacco tax trade, but that'd be A T T T B. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> well, they don't want to have an at about because they, then they, they would get called confused it with boy. No, they'd get confused with ABBA. That's so anyway. true. Dancing queen, doing drugs and smoking some things. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on to some more of the basic components. Yeah. Um, well. Continuing from that, the FDA would be recognized as the primary federal regulatory authority with respect to the manufacture and marketing of cannabis products, yeah. including requirements related to minimum national good manufacturing practice, product standards, registration and listing, and labeling information mm -hmm. related to ingredients and directions for use. So essentially, they would standardize packaging for all cannabis. Of course. Just like all other, just like all other consumables in the United States, right? The FDA has their hands on all of that as a regulatory body to make sure that you're only eating six parts of insect when you eat a Mars bar, you know? Yeah. When Instead you see of the a... possible hundred. Exactly. So <laughs> when you see that, if you see a nutrition label, these are the same people who do that and they're making it for weed. Yeah. So which is on smart, top of that. Curtis and I love as much labeling as humanly possible. We want to know exactly know what everything. is up with our cannabis strains. So if the FDA is like, you need to list literally every detail of this strain on the bottle, Curtis and I will be like, cha ching! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Less research. Yeah. <laughs> now, meanwhile, the uh, TTB would have jurisdiction over marijuana tax and trade practices that would mm -hmm. include cannabis tax revenue collection, tax law enforcement, and tracking and tracing of marijuana products. Potential export. Also they would also be in charge of potential export as well as potential import, which means they would probably be in charge of me and Shank getting the same yeah. strains. Yeah, and we could, you know, and we could potentially, if this, it, well, sorry, not if, I believe in you, buds, so when this goes through and when this is accomplished, this means that if Curtis gets a fire strain or I get a fire strain, I can be like, bud, I'm going to send you some and just be like, mail it down to him, put it in a business class package, have it delivered yep. down to him, bam. In one to two days, bam. Uncle named Robert, man, there you go, he's burning it, right? And we can be sitting here on the strain, like, burning the same type of weed. Can you imagine? Exactly. <laughs> but on top of that, there's also uh, bits about social equity in here as well. Uh, mm -hmm. 
No, the social equity aspect of it, um, I'm really interested in. I, I was reading a lot about that before we, uh, like, when we were first going over the article there, uh, and we were deciding what to go over uh, for the podcast. Um, I think it's really wonderful because they've said that, like we said, and we mentioned a couple times already in the article, the war on drugs has been a war on people and people of color, Spe- specifically. Um, it's obvious everybody knows about Harry Enslinger, and if you don't Google him, I'm not giving him airtime. But the war on cannabis, essentially. These politicians realize that the people who've been jailed for it deserve some kind of reciprocation for the time in their lives that they've lost for a plant they shouldn't have lost. So they're talking about putting programs in place to help with restorative justice for people who've been locked up for um, any kind of, you know, cannabis laws or breach of cannabis laws in the past. But they're also talking about doing grants, uh, public and professional grants, for people in minority communities that have been heavily impacted by the drugs, you know, by the war on drugs that has supremely failed in order to help them get a foot up in the business rather than just being another mega conglomerate getting into it or anything else. So they have put into the bill um, that they want to make sure that they have um, basically... uh, they want to make sure that people who've been targeted by cannabis criminalization in the past, which, like we said, is my, mainly minority communities and lower-income economic communities and stuff like that, and it seeks to repair harm by mandating each federal district to basically expunge arrests so and convictions. So if you've been arrested or convicted for a federal offense with marijuana or cannabis, sorry, then that will be expunged from your federal record, which is awesome. Because, you know, like, if you have any kind of federal record, I know that it can impede your ability to travel and do other things and get jobs and that kind of thing when it very well shouldn't. Um, So they basically are going to be looking at expunging arrests and convictions for nonviolent cannabis offenses. And they're going to be looking to, yeah, which which obviously. Which is awesome for me, considering I do have a prior, you know, cannabis uh, conviction. It was just a misdemeanor charge. It's already been expunged in Michigan, but obviously if you were to check on federal scale, you would still see it. Exactly. Now it doesn't matter, and now uh, I can actually get a federal job. Exactly. Well, no, I can't. I didn't go to college. Um. <laughs> but, but, but you get the idea, though, right? It's like, because I know, um, I, true story, very true story. This is like 100%. Um, I know, personally, a family that um, there was a husband and wife married for 30 years. It's an older couple that I know. Husband and wife married for 30 years, and they, uh, or I guess 30-something years, and they had planned to um, go to the United States to visit the States uh, from Canada. And as they were going down, when they got to the border, um, they arrived at the border, and uh, basically they searched up their names, and they found a conviction on this man, on the, on the husband's record, right? They found a conviction on the husband's record from 25 years ago. 25 yeah. years ago, they found a conviction on his record, and uh, they denied him entry to the United States. They told him they had to turn around and go home. They were like, nope, yep. turn around and go home. And uh, and it was one of those things that it's like, what? For smoking a plant 25 years? For smoking a plant and getting caught smoking a plant 25 fucking years ago, this guy is not allowed to enter a country? Like, the country of freedom? Bullshit. The hell is that, man? And so what? I was like, and that's a true story. That actually happened. I actually know these people. No nope. names or anything, but... Like that, that actually happened, and that won't happen in the future if this goes through because those can't. They need to do this within one year. They're putting no. a time limit on it, and they're saying that it needs to be done within one year of them passing the bill. They need to be expunged. 
So no, that's on, awesome. Absolutely. Now, on top of that, I, I mean, obviously, expunging criminal is the least they can do. One of the best things they could do is fucking give you money to actually grow the stuff, which is yep. another thing they're doing. They're yep. establishing grants. Mm-hmm. Just, in particular, as of right now, there would be three grant programs established under the bill. One would be a fund nonprofits that provide services to individuals adversely impacted by the war on drugs, such as job training, reentry services, and legal aid, among other services. So, so like cannabis training schools. No, not even. No, no. These are job training, as in like basic job training. Oh, just general just for, job training. Nice. And reentry services. So these are for criminals who were in jail for cannabis offenses, yeah, so they can them have back into society. Exactly. I know so you've have... spent the last 15 years in jail doing jack shit because of smoking weed, but now that you're free, here's how you get a job. <laughs> With an iPhone. <laughs> that's exactly what this is for. Yeah, no, and that's Surprisingly. amazing. No, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, the guy people spent need 50... that. Yeah, yeah I see, really I've seen the Shawshank Redemption. I know when dude, the old dude got out of prison, yeah, you... he's like, prison's the only life I know. And then he yeah, you gotta keep an eye on Brooks. You gotta keep an eye on Brooks. Keep an eye on Brooks, man. Exactly. So they also offer legal aid. So obviously, if there is any trouble that arises, they can get help, other services. Um, but on top of that, uh, it would this specific uh, grant would be distributed through the new Cannabis Justice Office under the Justice Department. Nice. So they would have so a specific. So they'd be starting a Cannabis Justice Office. Exactly. Sounds like my kind of office cannabis. to be justice part of the justice of. Like uh, that's my kind of Justice League right there. Yeah. Bombman. Um, so another grant that they have would provide funding to eligible states and localities to make loans to assist small businesses in the cannabis industry owned by socially and economically disadvantaged individuals through the Small Business Administration. Nice. So basically and, helping people start cannabis stores or small grows or micro grows or that kind of exactly. thing. Specifically yeah. socially and economically disadvantaged, which again kind of falls into the same the war on drugs category. caused that for the most part. So I mean, exactly. you know, like the unfair, the like the unfair treatment of people in lower econ- in like lower economic areas is the reason why, the, yeah. like they're probably yeah. lower economic areas, <laughs> you know. And finally, there's the equitable licensing grant program, which would provide funding to eligible states and localities to implement cannabis licensing programs that minimize barriers for individuals adversely affected by the war on drugs. So not only are they breaking down the barrier, they are opening with open arms like, yo, we're sorry. Come on, give me a hug. Come grow some cannabis. Yeah, yeah they're going. So they're so they're opening it. Basically, not only are they funding business owners who want to start a business in the cannabis industry, but they're also helping to finance people like so that essentially Absolutely. to be like, listen, man, right. we know that you deserve this because like, dude, you were locked up for weed and like fucking or your your community is shittier because like people were targeted unfairly for so long, you know, like yes. take take this money and do awesome and cannabis things on top of this to be eligible for these SBA grants. States mm-hmm. and localities must take steps to create an automatic process to expunge criminal records for cannabis offenses and violations for individuals under criminal supervision for cannabis offenses. So, in order for them to even file or get, you know, money for these grants or whatever for these states or localities, they specifically have to expunge the records. So, a state can't just be like, oh, give us the money for, you know, and we'll do this or this. No, specifically. Yeah, they have to have a process in place where you're expunging criminal criminal records. And that's that's, pretty much opens 
that pretty much only opens these grants up for places where they are legally growing cannabis. Exactly, right? Or, so or states, because this... obviously because of states' rights, right. states do still have the ability, if they decide to, to say that they want to keep cannabis a controlled legal. substance and keep it illegal. And so federally they can't mandate that you have to do these things, but they can federally mandate that you need to do them if you want funding. Right. Like if you want extra money, you gotta do these things. If you don't want that extra money, that's fine. You don't need to take it. Like, you know, you don't need to. If you want to do your but, own thing, cool. Right. But if you want but, that money, do what we say. Because <laughs> in our eyes, if you want that money, you have a lot of people locked up for something that we say is not legal. Yeah, it's you know, no longer it's not illegal. illegal. So, yeah. so because of that, we're not going to give you money. As soon as you yeah. let those people go, which means yeah. you would admit that weed isn't bad, so you might as well legalize it anyway, then we'll give you money to start rebuilding the bullshit that you caused. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And like, you So know, this would be just... huge for areas, obviously, like Detroit. Well, just all of Michigan, because we have Detroit, Flint, Saginaw. Oh, absolutely, Saginaw. man. Absolutely. And, and like another thing that uh, really is cool about the bill is that it also focuses very heavily on consumers' rights. So not just a business perspective, not just the business owners or the business purchasers or anything else. It also focuses heavily on the consumer, the people who are going to be smoking the cannabis. Because ultimately, we're the ones giving them money, you know, and going right. into that tax revenue. Kind of important cog in the machine. Without us, there's no money coming in, right? So um, now what they're saying is that people could not be denied federal benefits due to the use of use or possession of cannabis or for a prior conviction for cannabis use. So say you apply for federal benefits of some kind, you, you need, like, aid or employment insurance or some shit like that, they can't say, okay, we'll give you a drug test, and if you get can if you have cannabis in your system, you no longer are eligible for those benefits, um, which is a thing. If you, if you get tested positive for drugs or whatever, or cannabis specifically included with other drugs such as, you know, heroin, crack, whatever, then you can lose those benefits. But now they're saying that with this bill... You cannot be denied or lose your benefits for cannabis offenses, which is duh, because it's cannabis. It's not an offense. The only person you're offending is fucking some dumbass who's too fucking stupid to read <laughs> and learn something new. You know, the only people you're offending by cannabis use, unless you're being a dick about it and like blowing smoke in somebody's face who doesn't want it, then the only person you're offending is someone who isn't involved, right? And so... So, but like, so when you're smoking cannabis, this makes it so that you can't lose your benefits for it, which is great. But also, um, the measure would authorize physicians with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs to issue recommendations for medical cannabis to veterans, which is something they can't do right now. And they should be able to do. Like right now, the federal doctors can't say, we recommend you as a veteran try cannabis for your insert VA caused injury here. Um, but if this bill passes, that's something they'll be allowed to do, which is fucking great. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's massive. It's yeah. Fucking huge. Like a doctor being Everyone able to prescribe something that will help somebody is kind of an important thing. <laughs> so now there's a lot more in this article about the taxes, the permits, the federal studies, a lot more so details. Much. And also about how much this bill has been anticipated and some reactions of some of the senators so far. Well, yeah, we've but, been talking about them doing this kind of thing for on and off since we started the podcast. Uh, I exactly. think we've mentioned it all through season one. And I mean, at least through, at least halfway through season one. But Yeah, and we've been talking about this, this so, yeah. So, 
this is nice that it's finally coming to fruition, but this is the part that we really need to talk about. Yeah. The senators want feedback on the draft bill. Yeah. They want to know what you think. And we exactly. think. Exactly. <laughs> the senator's bill would establish a federal standard to make it so only those 21 and older can purchase recreational cannabis products. Each state that currently allows adult use cannabis maintains the age restriction. So they're just doing a lot more stuff to just generalize it, but an overview of some of the main points that they are seeking comment on specifically is measuring the potency of cannabis products, the overlap of definitions for hemp and cannabis, regulations for synthetic THC, regulatory responsibilities for various federal agencies and FDA funding, coordinating federal and state law enforcement responsibilities for cannabis, state, uh, Primacy regarding cannabis regulation and interstate commerce. So obviously allowing for states' rights, but still yeah. make sure exactly. federal like, and like state enforcement. If, if Texas um, decides to keep it illegal, then Texas can still do that as long as but they if every, acknowledge that it's legal on a federal level. Exactly. <laughs> Texas can keep it illegal, but if Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Kansas, Mississippi, every state around it decides no, it's legal. Yeah. You know, they're gonna. they're gonna have to be like, okay, whatever. Yeah, interstate commerce, we have to let it ship through or whatever. Um, right. But yeah, they're also, uh, they also said that they're focusing on uh, balancing efforts to reduce barriers to entry to the marijuana industry, sorry, cannabis industry, uh, while mitigating the influence of illicit cannabis operators. So trying to like, you know, s- slow down those street dealers a little bit and kind of help recreational sales the, locations get going. The illicit growers and cannabis members yeah. that we've been talking about now, in uh, California. Buds, now, buds, just start applying for permits and shit now, man. You know, like, it's fucking, uh, it'll take a minute to go through, but, you know, by the time this bill passes, you probably you might be set. Um, but they're also working working on, um, they also want feedback on determining whether cannabis products should go through a pre-market review before being marketed. And um, finally, yeah. the one that's obviously the most important to us here at the Good Buds Podcast, how to deal with international treaty obligations with respect to cannabis. Exactly. Which means how essentially, how essentially do they make sure NAFTA still applies with cannabis, which means how do we make sure? Well, Canada's already rocking it. That's exact. Canada's already rocking it. We don't even worry about it because right now Canada, Canada is already doing the whole NAFTA thing with like Colombia and fucking Mexico and like everything else. And we're basically just going around the States right now. And I think for a business perspective, can Canadian industry and American industry would much prefer if that Canadian weed was going through the states, because then we're paying, you know, we're paying ta- like you know state transport fees, everything else. We can pay American companies to ship it and everything else, you know, that kind of thing. And so, and not to mention, I want some the of the weed that you thing, got. The most important thing, yeah, like I was gonna say, I want to be able to send Curtis some cannabis. Like, if I get some really fucking blazing cheap, I want to be able to be like, dude, you gotta try this, and go grab a UPS business class fucking package and zip it off to Curtis, you know? Like, and vice versa. So, you know, as we've said, this whole story is downstairs, and the link's downstairs in the description below downstairs. Yeah. Marijuana moment. Fucking Senators Chuck Schumer fucking needs your help as well as senator uh cory booker and go go read go read the bill yeah go read the bill a little bit uh check it out they have an email address in the uh article that you can actually send your comments and concerns to so if you have any concerns comments questions about that bill or anything like that send them there and they're paying attention to it you can participate you might be able to say something i know the good buds are probably (laughs) the good buds may or may not be sending a uh 
nice yeah. little email, but it's yeah. a 163 page bill if you want to actually sit and read through it. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Yeah, as it stands now, the good buds are. We're not going to do that. Yeah, we're in support of the podcast. Yeah, we're not going to do that on the podcast. That uh, that if if that's something you're interested in hearing us do or anything like that, comment we'll do down it on below, our pa- and we'll do we'll it do on it on our, our we'll Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but but no, like it. But yeah, just if this is somewhere where your voice can be heard. So just make yourselves heard, buds, and just let them know that you support the bill. And if you don't support any individual aspects or par- parts of the bill, let them know what and why. And they're here to listen for once. Your government wants you to talk to them. Don't just say the government never listens and don't talk. Exactly. You know, you and gotta say the government. If you're gonna say the government doesn't the listen, day. you gotta be saying something. Because remember, they'll listen. <laughs> Hopefully they'll listen to us before they start listening to, you know, billionaires. Big truth. Once the money starts rolling in. Yeah. We don't know how those bills are going to change. We don't know. So, yeah, we don't know. Get your word in while you can. And with all That's of right. that, thank you for joining us on our one news worldwide. America. Yeah, that was a fantastic news segment. Obviously, we love covering news stories around the world. This week, it was just America. But something around the world that you should check out is our awesome sponsor. Hey, buds. You really want to show off your love of marijuana or just really shine at your next smoke session? You really want to go to myhighshop.com for some of the coolest cannabis clothing and accessories. They have shirts, sweats, jewelry, grinders, and even pipes made out of amethyst crystals. You can check them out using the link below and let them know I sent you by using code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. You can save 35% off your entire order and free shipping. Again, that's code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. Thank you to MyHighShop.com, and let's get back to the show. Hey, what do you know? They do have lighters there. Sweet. Oh, they, yeah, they got lighters. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, My high shop, well, love them. Well, now that I know that, I'm feeling pretty good. But Shank, how are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great. This strain is fantastic. Um, I'm very upbeat. I'm not feeling very like low, sunk down indica or anything. I do feel very uplifted, very light. Um, great, man. Honestly, it's a it's a very good focus strain. I feel like you know, I've got a good amount of energy to kind of keep going and uh, keep doing things. You know, just I like it. I like the strain. Um, the flavor was not a whole a whole bunch, but the the hits nice. Feels yeah. good in my head. Yeah, good. Yeah. So how you feeling, man? Uh, my butt is locked. I feel like my arms are skinnier. I'm still lapidaisy, and I don't know how that electric shot hit me. I'm <laughs> not sure if it's the bog anymore or spinal damage. But either way, I'm feeling pretty fucking relaxed. Nice. Um, nice. So much so, my pants are full of brown. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's like my pants weren't brown before the podcast started. <laughs> they were white. And, and yeah. Mmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a what is it? It's a. I remember there was the old story about you know the the British officer was wearing a red coat and brown pants, and they asked him, "Why are you wearing a red coat? You're super visible on the battlefield." And he said, "Well, it's so that if I get shot, the men won't see the blood, right?" And then the guy goes, "Yeah, but well, why are you wearing brown pants?" And he said, "For the same reason, but not blood." Ah, it's in case. (laughs) Because if he gets shot, he might poop. He came. He came. No, that's magnificent, though. But buds, over to the latrine so we could take a whiz. <laughs> but buds, really appreciate you sticking around. Um, you know, Curtis and I are feeling really great. Um, obviously Curtis is taking another big old who to that bong there, and that leads us uh into, into our, our conversation. conversation.
Hey, buds, here we are on the conversation portion of the show. Thanks for joining us here. We are joined today by our second resident meme lord and a good bud of ours, Josh Horsnell. Josh, how are you doing today, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Nice, nice. Thanks for being here. Good. Yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah. Love seeing your memes when you uh, post them to our page on Facebook, which you both should be checking out while you're uh, listening. Yeah. But always good to see you. Good to hear from you and good to see some other people. Yeah. But on our podcast, our conversation, we always have to ask first question first. Do you partake in the cannabis? Oh, that's big for sure. <laughs> big time for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, I have a bong packed right here of some smoothie. And I have a bong packed right here of that ebb and flow. And do you have anything that you're going to be smoking with us today right now? Uh, I've already smoked. I can't smoke in the house. So. Oh, there you go. All right. But, uh, but yeah. uh, you're, uh, what, are you burning, what, what were you burning today? You said it's some, uh, some nice homegrown. Yep. Uh, it was a uh, lemon kush, I think it was, but it was grown outside. So it was uh, a little harsh on the throat. Nice. Uh, there you go. There you go. Well, a little zest of lemon tad to the smoothie and the, uh, the flow of the ocean. Yep. What? Well, uh, can't leave you buds hanging any longer. I have my bong. Frank has his bong. Let us uh bu- 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 blaze it. Tok tok skabo. Man, that is <coughs> tasty. A little harsh, nice. but a little tasty. <coughs> oh my goodness. So once again, Josh, thank you for coming on the show today. We can't, uh, you know, you've been around since uh, early on in the, early on in the show. You started, uh, you yep. joined our Facebook group, and uh, you immediately started sharing all of those uh, dank weed memes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do come across them on occasion. Yeah, we we appreciate that. Like Curtis said, whenever we get a new notification that pops up saying, you know, Josh Horsnell shared a post. We're like, oh man, okay, we got to see what it is. And we click on there, and every single time, yep. every single time, top tier, high quality weed memes. Yep. Like, it's brilliant. Uh, brilliant. We appreciate uh, it. We do. You you are appreciated. Oh, I try my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it's so great. And so, obviously, you've been, you've been smoking for, you know, like, uh, you smoke cannabis and enjoy cannabis. Now, how long have you been smoking cannabis? Uh, it would be... 21 years now nice there you mm. go man yeah. long time smoker yeah. long time smoker and uh yeah. and, and obviously like we always say that uh we, you know even though it, it only did get legalized recreationally everything that we do on the show at the time that we do it when we're telling a story it was completely legal whether it was legal or not so it's yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it was fully legal, regardless. Uh, but no, that uh, but no, that's crazy, man. Twenty, twenty-one years. Yep. <laughs> September twenty-third, nineteen ninety-nine. Oh man, he still remembers. He remembers oh, the yeah. day. Oh yeah. man, good. I wish my memory oh. was still good enough that I could remember the day that I started smoking. Well, was it a well, it, was it a pretty memorable day? You know what exactly happened? September twenty-third, nineteen ninety-nine. It's the Let's day of the school election. <laughs> <laughs> it's school election. Yeah. Hmm. Nice, yeah. man. I ran for uh, student vice president and made the agreement that if I won, I was going to celebrate. But if I lost, I was going to try and forget. And... Oh, the Dick Cheney oh. approach. Like, nice. Yeah. 
It's the same yeah. way I go about it. Like, it's like when we're playing zombies together. I'm like, if we win this round, I'm going to smoke a joint to celebrate. If we lose this round, I'm going to smoke a joint because I'm sad about it. It's also yeah. very accurate, considering you're usually the, the one going to... You're taking the fall for it. <laughs> that's true. I am usually. Yeah. I am usually. Well, that's the thing is, I have more time to smoke weed when we're playing zombies because I spend half the time dead. So I just watch them and smoke weed. It's kind of like it's like watching streamers. Yeah. You know, one, if of anything, who, one of whom is if, extremely talented, and the other one just kind of. <laughs> see, if anything, you sound more like the leader of the Justice Department. But regardless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just smoke a lot of weed and watch other people do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> But uh, no, man, and I mean, hey, that's that's what our audience is doing right now, and thank you for it, buds. Um, yeah. <laughs> appreciate you smoking a bunch of weed and watching this. So, so yeah, so the election happened. Now, did did you win said election? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, yeah. Uh, vote for Josh, buds. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, was it a, yeah. so it wasn't a celebration. It was more like a... I got nothing better to do. Might as well turn to yeah. drugs. I can't be the vice president anymore. Yeah. But no, I was uh, going to a party and I showed up early and it was just me and six other girls and they sparked up a joint. The most teenage guys around. want to find themselves in. Okay, yeah. I got. But yep. only, but only the nerdy ones do. Yeah. Take the that, moment, take that job. The moment where you're like, <laughs> okay, I gotta do everything right in this situation. They let up a joint. Cool, I do drugs now. Yeah, I smoke yeah. weed now. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Girls want oh, yeah. to smoke I weed. I smoke weed now. But no, everybody that showed up at the party was like, oh my god, you're smoking weed? You gotta smoke some weed with me. So, and so then, you ended up... Yeah. Oh, I got terribly wrecked. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and and then and and now look where he is. Now look where he is, buds. He's a resident meme lord. Yep. That's what could happen to you t if you start smoking weed today. You you could someday yep. be the resident meme lord for an awesome ass podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but no man, that's Just great. Takes so, practice. Like, yeah, and so <laughs> and, and honestly, I can I can I can't like, and it's so funny because when I think back, like if I think back as far as I can, I vaguely remember the first time I smoked cannabis, like vaguely, yeah. very vaguely. And, and I remember it was on the trails behind, uh, the PMQs, like in Greenwood and yeah. like the base of PMQs are yeah. the private military quarters or whatever for all the buds listening at home. Um, uh, but, uh, are you talking the Oak? <laughs> not even the Oak, actually the opposite side, like by, oh. you know, where like the row houses, like the bigger briquette ones and stuff like that. Row house. Yeah, row house. Uh, okay. <laughs> row <Yeah>. house. <laughs> but uh, like, but they have like this these walking trails back by like towards the skate park and the Morphe Center and stuff like that. It's a bit oh, okay, yeah. Who are local would yeah. know what we're talking about. But I uh, like back yeah. that way. There are those trails, <laughs> and I know yeah. it was on those trails, and it was something involved with the skate park. Like, cause I can't, yeah. I can't for the life of me remember what it was. But my fucking goodness, like I remember not even remotely the date i don't remember how old i was i don't remember what yep. the time period was. i don't even fucking remember who i was with like maybe one of the people or two of the people that were there but there was yeah i don't remember at all so someone could be like yeah man i was there the first time he smoked weed and i'd be like i was sure. yeah curtis yep. was <laughs> sure <laughs> fuck him i know maybe he was man an yeah. entire country away considerably yeah, younger than you yeah. doesn't matter doesn't matter there. he was there but and that's what i mean yeah. right so people could be like yeah man i was there the first time you smoked weed and i'd be like sure man i'll take your word for it like i have no idea right yeah so like it's crazy awesome that you like you're one of the first people i've met that actually definitively remembers the date yeah. that they started I smoking 
I don't remember yeah. the day well, or anything I was that, but I remember my situation that led me to smoke weed. Yeah? It was, well, the first time I smoked, it was because I was a bad kid and I was smoking cigarettes. Ew. Yeah. And my friend at the time fucking I'm passed not. me... My friend at the time passed me a hand-rolled cigarette with <laughs> lots of air quotations. Oh, the all hand the all hand kill method. Man, you got exactly. a weak, you got a weak flame on this boy. Here, let me. Oh, so does oh. your wife know you party? Party? Yeah, get high. Whoa! <laughs> exactly. So I smoked some weed and uh, I'm like, yeah, I know. And I gave it back and I'm like, fuck you, buddy. And I go home. <laughs> a week later, I'm like, you know what? Let me try that again. Yeah, yeah. You got home and you were like, and you were like, I'm gonna fucking destroy these cupcakes. <laughs> Had some great sleep that night. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, so that's uh, that's cool, man. So 21 years of smoking cannabis. And now, I'm now, now obviously, yeah. uh, you said there in the uh, when we asked you if you smoke cannabis there that uh, you had already smoked and everything. Uh, you had some uh, lemon, lemony deliciousness today. Now, what is your yeah. favorite type of cannabis though? Like, if you could pick. Like a favorite strain or a favorite deal? Like, I mean, if you had to lean indica, sativa, like, do you have a preference? Are you uh, one of those dudes that's like, I'll put whatever, get whatever I can get my hands on, you know, like, OG I'll, style. I'll smoke everything, but I prefer sativas and hash over everything. I just love the high from hash. It's just, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me nice too. and mellow I'm, and I'm headspace. A, yeah, since the, since the days of me being a 17-year-old ruining butter knives... Um, I loved hash. <laughs> like ruining butter knives on the top of a fucking stove burner to do some hot knives with hash. Um, I've yeah. loved hash. Yeah, no, hash is a magnificent. The high you get from it is definitely a lot different than you know, cannabis regular cannabis high. Like I know a lot of people. Like, yeah. If you if if any of you buds out there haven't tried hash, um, it's like kind of like a, almost like a mix between an edible and uh like a regular smoke, like a regular stone. You know, you get that kind of. Yeah body body high but not the couch lock body high that you get from like a cookie or something right you know and it's yeah. nice it's nice it's great if you have a bad back like me <laughs> or numerous other medical issues that i probably have and don't know about because i smoke so much weed <laughs> thumbs, oh, up yeah. for, <laughs> thumbs up for thumbs up for not knowing which part of my body hurts today because i'm too high <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, so like, so you like the indicas and, or sativas, and you like the uh, you like sativas yeah. and you like hash and everything else. And I, like, it's funny because on the show, like the buds at home know that Curtis and I have a like. It's a, he prefers the indicas, I prefer the sativas, but both of us are the similar way that we'll smoke. If it comes across, our, we're not gonna be like, oh no, and I'm not gonna be like, no, an indica. Oh, I'm not no. Like I smoke indica oh. all the time on the podcast, and Curtis smokes sativa whenever he gets his hands on it. If it's a, we just like good weed. Yeah, uh, for me it's variety. Like as long as I can keep getting something different, that's that's key. Yeah, because if I end up smoking the same thing too much, then it just it loses its vigor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'd like every once in a while to you know smoke something and then like a month later maybe pick up another little amount. Like okay, the flavor's still the same. You know, it's still reminiscent, yeah. but mm -hmm. I won't buy an ounce and then buy a whole another ounce the next week. Again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's too much. Well, yeah, I know. It's a, if any of the buds at home, like, I mean, you've probably seen a few videos on Instagram, which you should check out down below, uh, like, our Instagram pages. We've got links in the description. But you've probably seen he's posted pictures of some of his strain, like, collections, and he has, like, little bits of multiple types of cannabis, right? You know, and that's what I, I have, too. Yeah. You can see my 
You can see my shelf behind me. If well, you can't, but the buds and watching in the interview right now can see the shelf behind me, and it's full of yep. weed containers because we like variety. And you're right; it's like what is it? What's the old saying? Variety is the spice of life. Oh yeah, isn't that what you'll say? Nobody says that anymore, but that's a yeah. Fucking and then good it gets saying. into let this groove get in the mood. It's all right, all right, yeah. Anyway, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, yeah. I like Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, you're good, man. Earth, yeah. Wind, ne- hey, it is never a bad time for Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that, that and the Bee Gees. There's never a wrong time. There is. There's too much Bee Gees. No, but anyway, but, dude, yeah. have you heard of actually? Fun fact. Sorry, <laughs> just while we're on the topic of the Bee Gees. Um, Dave Grohl recently started a project called the DGs, where he's doing covers with the Foo Fighters of Bee Gees songs, and he did one of oh, the yeah. most That's fucking fine. amazing renditions of Dancing that I have ever heard in my life. That's fine. That's okay. Dave no, Grohl is cool. The, B- the Bee Gees, <laughs> there's too much of them. <laughs> there's only three of them. Well, actually, too much. Two, I think there's only two of them now. Isn't one of them dead? I don't know. Not enough. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like men without hats. There's just never a bad time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. So yeah, we can dance if we want. But uh, yeah, so like um, it's fucking uh, it's magnificent to uh, just kind of have a good variety of cannabis strains and a good like you know keep it from getting boring, you know? Like, and I mean, a lot of people are yeah. like, I need to take a tolerance break. I'm like, no, you just need to switch strains more often. <laughs> you yeah. know? Change your terpenes up. Lucky for the fact that I've only had to take one, to- per se, tolerance break, and that was really because I was getting drug tested for court, so I really couldn't smoke. Yes. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> that was less of a tolerance yeah. break and more of an I'm not tolerant, I'm tolerating this break. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, the entire rest of the time I've been smoking, I've literally just switched strains. You know, if I've been smoking a lot of high grade, I smoke low grade and something different. And then I go back to the high grade and I'm like, oh, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If If I can't reach that high quite enough, then I'll sit in the fucking. Like I said, I'll sit my friend's sept- cleaned out septic tank with the lid screwed on, and then we'll clam bake the shit out of that with eleven people. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> and know if you caught you that episode, Josh, but that's a that's a his, no. his yeah true that's story. a true true story. Yeah, true story. His friend in in his home had a had a smoking area where uh, where it was a it was an empty septic tank that they would go inside of. With cleaned out people, PVC. Way more people than should have been in said cleaned out septic tank or I, mean, yeah. sept- I don't Let's know if it was ever used, but was it ever was used like, or was it? Just I don't never think it was. Used? No, yeah. no, it was never it was used. Just never used. And they would climb inside of this fucking thing. And we had blankets in there. We had Christmas lights, <laughs> and then we could shove like yeah. you know, eleven or ten or eleven people in there, and then we had twelve joints or bowls or shit going. Yeah, it was, an ob- yep. it was an obscene situation with way more people than should have been in that little container. And uh, It was but, definitely yeah. a fire hazard. Definitely um, a fire hazard, yeah. yeah. But anyway. Yeah. No, what? we once uh, crammed 21 people into a PMQ bathroom. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, now, for the buds at home that are listening... Like a p- yeah. a regular bathroom, you know how like they have like one, one bath, like a house will say one and a half bathroom because of those half bathrooms yeah. that they have? A PMQ yeah. is roughly the size of like maybe two of those half bathrooms stuck together. Like so the PM- two bathrooms. Yeah, well, like maybe yeah, half two halves, of, so like, one bathroom. Well, no, because like they're not even really half bath. But you know those half. Like they're literally like maybe two meters cool. square. 
like yeah, or, enough or floor guess, space for the door to swing open feet. yeah like maybe like maybe seven or eight feet yeah seven or eight feet yeah. like you know like basically across and and at most and that's a lot of fucking people if it in no space that little yeah <laughs> like there, there well, were bodies was, on bodies intense. in there and i can only imagine if you were smoking at the time and it was getting yeah. and it was getting filled up with smoke there was probably uh I just want to imagine somebody opening the door. That shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I just really want to imagine someone on the other side of the door running over, like really having to take a shit, knocking, and then 21 people walking out with a huge cloud of smoke. That would be <laughs> fantastic. Like a, like a fucking clown car of weed. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking nightclub is lighting out. Or a oh rave. Clown car <laughs> yeah. weed session. Oh man, that would be magnificent. I can just imagine. I can just imagine, yeah. like, you know, just like one after the other, and the person's like, okay, finally. And then, like, two more people walk out, and they're like, come on! Like, <laughs> like a solid string of people keep coming out, and then, then the string stops, and they're like, finally. And they go to walk in, and more people start coming back out. They're like, ah! yeah, <laughs> like everyone's finally out. They get in, they get a contact high, they fully relax and end up shitting their pants. Yeah, they're like, they're like oh, finally, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make it to the top. <laughs> Fighting with their mouth. It's hard to tell whether we were getting high off the weed or from the oxygen deprivation. I was gonna say, yeah, that many people breathing in the room, you know, like. Hopefully yeah. the toilet was flushed, otherwise it was also jankum. Oh man, oh yeah, you would have been, yeah, made, made some homemade, oh. homemade jankum. Well, it was a Jamaican hot box too, so nobody was actually standing in the bathtub to get oh, the shower going. Oh my god, to get the shower going! Oh my god, how did nobody die? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Like, I mean, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Like, now that's the thing is, I, yeah. I mean, I've been in a few, like a few Jamaican hot boxes. You know, you turn that, uh, you turn the shower on, you start smoking the weed and shit. And, like, yeah. now first of all, buds at home, just for a little quick, very, very quick tip. If you're going to do this in your parents' house, wipe the walls down after you're done. Yeah. Wipe oh, the definitely. walls down. <laughs> because if you don't, the walls are going to have brown stains all over them. So wipe the walls down. Oh, yeah. Down. But, but, um, I know that there have been a few that I've been in where I felt like I was going to die, man. Like, I had to, like, basically oh, like, yeah. lay on the floor to get below the smoke and, like, below the steam because, like, I was just like, I'm going to die. But people are like, don't open the fucking door! I don't care if you yeah. think you're going to die, don't go fucking over that door! And you're like, don't Ugh. break the seal, don't break the seal! Don't break the seal, man! Don't ruin this for me! Yeah, don't break the seal, man! And you're like, oh my god, I need to fucking breathe! Like fucking, and I remember, yeah. I remember one time that my buddy uh, in a in a Jamaican hotbox, he had the brilliant idea to feed underneath the door because normally we block it with a towel, right? Because there's the gap underneath yeah. the door or whatever, so you block it with the towel, right? He had oh, a, sure. he, one of those clear PVC medical tubes, like you know the medical tubing yeah. or whatever. Oh he yeah. Yeah, he put a piece of that under the door and put the towel yeah. all around it so that it was sealed and shit. And then whenever he felt like it, he'd just go over and be like. And take so a nice he's still involved. Yeah, take a nice little and he'd take a nice little hit. And, well, no, that's the thing is he was on the inside. He was on the inside. It was to get a gas oh. a breath. It was to get a breath of fresh air. But yeah. his roommate could come around on the outside of the seal and take a hit from the inside of the hot box if he wanted to. And I and, yeah. and like and, and he did that like a couple times. He like walked by. And he was like, and you just hear you just like see the tube wiggle. Then he'd hear, thanks, dude. <laughs> and you keep walking and i was like man and i just remember thinking i remember at like one point we were so baked and i was sitting there and i was like man i can just see it now your cat just walks by and plants its butthole right against that tube just as you go to take a breath of air i was like yeah. i was like man that's gonna happen one of these times 
And like it, it thankfully never did. The the closest he got to that yeah. was sucking in a clump of cat hair that because his cat walked by him, and some of the and some of the cat hair went to the end of the tube, and he ended up like breathing it in like a full. Force. I mean, in all fairness, thank God his roommate wasn't an asshole and just stayed there silently. Yeah, he could have just stuck his butt. Yeah, yeah. the asshole. The, yeah, he could have like literally been a literal and figurative asshole in that situation, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <freaking> <laughs> <him>. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> These are like those German videos I saw that one time I got too deep on Google. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so like it was just man, like, and I was like, you know, I thought it was a brilliant idea, just the fact that it was a two-way valve, right? He could get fresh air from the outside and his roommate could get unfresh air from the inside, right? And, yeah. But to be fair, if I was the roommate, though, I wouldn't have been taking hauls of that stale-ass air that had already been in people's lungs. And uh, No, just let me roll up a joint yeah. and smoke it. Nope. <laughs> That would be funny if I was a rich person though, and I could just pay people to, and I could just constantly pay people to hotbox a room in my house, and then I could just walk up to the tube and just inhale the smoke from the room. That would would seem like something I would do if I was. That would be the fanciest way to get high. If I was an eccentric billionaire, I guarantee that's how I would do it. Eccentric billionaire, not just rich person. Yeah, you have to be like crazy rich. Yeah, Yeah. well, rich enough to rich enough to hire several people to smoke weed. Well, that was that was always the dream with those uh, central vacuum cleaners. You know, the ones you just plug into the wall and yeah, and just have yeah. central. Yeah, like you can plug them into the have that on a reverse and like it would just suck all the weed smoke down into it and pump it into whatever yeah, room that you had the hose hooked up it's, in. Yeah, it's like the video I've seen what? online where the dude had like a leaf blower kind of, and he like he attached a bowl to the intake valve so that when it you know, yeah. like when he turned it on, they could just light it with a torch and it'd fill it up. But just have that on an industrial scale for your entire house. There was a tiny yeah, hole brilliant. at the bottom of our uh, PVC tank that I just previously mentioned, mm-hmm. and we actually had plans yeah. to fucking put one of those on there, but we never got around to it. Uh, like, we yeah. found a fucking small motor that we could have put it on, we had the foil and everything, we just needed the proper piping to connect it and somebody to stand outside to turn it on. Yeah. Which... Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember Why? I made a I made a um I made a self blowing pipe once using a fish tank air motor. Uh like using a fish tank air motor. I made a self blowing pipe one time, like a long time ago I used I think it was like a piece of plastic tubing, one of those metal pipes, and some very, very um liberal use of uh the mighty putty that you can get. Um, right. yeah, yep. so I used with liberal use of Mighty Putty, um one of those metal metal pipes that you can get that screw together and stuff like that in a plastic tube, I turned a fish tank motor. All you'd have to do is just plug it in and as soon as you plugged it in it would turn on and then you could just light the bowl and it would suck through automatically and just blow a jet of smoke out the tube. And it's like, you know, it, awesome. and like and, and it didn't last very long, keep in mind, because those engine those motors are not designed to take any kind of particulates or anything like that through it. So no. it lasted for <laughs> it lasted for maybe about a week before it burnt out and made a really weird noise and then smelled funny. Um because the inside was yeah. completely coated with resin in a way that it was not supposed to be coated. So uh Yeah. But if I had to put that into a fish tank, man, those would have been some stoned ass fish. <laughs> Like, that would have been the best fish tank ever. Yeah. Fish dank, more like. <laughs> See, now I'm thinking about starting a seafood company where I get a bunch of fish stoned before you, before you like, prepare them. Like, you know, we already have CBD beef. Mmm, smoked salmon. <laughs> hey! Yeah, See? Smoke, yeah. smoking salmon. Yeah, see, you know, like, so I could start a company where I make my own smoked salmon, but it'd be weed smoked salmon. Have you ever had token, smoked salmon? Token salmon. On, yeah, have you ever had toked salmon, man? On weed? On weed. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. on weed, right. man. Yeah, so yeah, like, and it's uh, like, and I think uh, like you know, like having uh, having the good airflow and the good like kind of like those uh, like like pumps. If Curtis had to set that one up for him and his friends, they probably would have died. Oh yeah. It would have been a glorious way to go out. It would have been, oh yeah, they would have met in the halls of Valhalla and been like, you know, (laughs) like, we went out as warriors. Yeah. (laughs) Fighting the weed smoke. And yeah, man, so like, hot boxes are brutal, brutal things, but uh, they are also very, very fun. I haven't had one in many years. Well, I guess my room, my office is like a perpetual hot box because I mean, every time I'm in here, I'm like smoking nonstop, so it's always, but, but, um. You know, like, uh, aside from that, I haven't had a purposeful hot box, you know what I mean? Where, like, a bunch of people, and now we yeah. shouldn't. I mean, Rona, you don't want to get, like, 20 people in the same room now. That probably... No. <laughs> I mean, back then, it probably wasn't that great of an idea. Now, it's definitely not. Um, like, yeah. I mean, if only if only for the legal repercussions. Um, you never do more yeah. than one illegal thing at a time, right? But, um, yeah. basically... You never uh, do something illegal on your way to do something illegal. Exactly, right? That's what I say it all the time. Like, actually, we talk about it regularly whenever we're covering a news story where someone does something very fucking stupid and gets caught. It's because... Most of the time. Always because they're doing more than one illegal thing at a time. It yeah. just, it's like, dude, if you just do one illegal thing at a time, you do it really well. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. you, do, you do it really well and, you know, you don't get caught. Like, if you're growing shit. cannabis, that's fine. But when you're stealing water from residents and then you're littering and then you're ruining natural ways, especially yeah. in California where they really care about the environment and stuff, yeah. and they're also having droughts. They're gonna come after you. Yeah. yeah, you know, if you're if you're if you're stealing power from your neighbors, you know, like if you're if you're buying illegal guns, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like, you know, you don't you one one thing at a time. If you're if you're driving to go like if you've got like thirty fucking kilograms of weed in your car and you're trying to get it from point A to point B, don't speed. Yeah. Don't speed. Simple don't, simple. don't, don't, don't drive through stop signs. Don't run red lights. Don't flip off cops. Don't hit any homeless people with your car. Like, you know, yeah. like, don't, don't drive into the side of a police car as for like a, you know, very recent news story that we covered on the podcast. Like, you know, like, <laughs> don't drive into a canal whilst leaving a trail of cannabis. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, like, it's like, it's, and you know, like we always say, one, one illegal thing at a time and you'll be okay. But, uh, yeah, so it's like, it's, uh, but, you know, I haven't had a, a purposeful hot box in a very long time. So it's one of those yeah. things that it would, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun uh, to do, but at the same time, you know, like, I'm good just smoking like crazy. Yeah. Like just burning them trees, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah. Go ahead, Curtis, sorry. Um, well, just a little change of subject back to, yep. uh, I mean, back to his memes, because yes. his memes are fucking hilarious, fucking and hilarious. I gotta say, in particular, one that I really like was one that kind of speaks to me personally. Uh, you yes. posted it a couple weeks ago, and it's, stoners be like, I know a spot, and take you here. Yeah. And uh, it's a, the green power box. Yeah. Just a green power box in a field behind, behind a tree somewhere. The one behind, you're, you're thinking right now, the one behind Dooley's at the mall. Yep. That's yeah, the one. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's these... It's there's uh, these also known balls. as the yeah. UTS. Yeah, the U... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Universal <laughs> Toke Spot. Universal Toke Spot, yeah. And yeah, it's a like place I, we we're, Josh and I are both thinking of the same one because we're fairly local, right? But, Curtis, you got me, one of your own? For me, there was a... Uh, neighborhood that was like a subdivision they had a row of trees and they wanted to make sure all the beauty was sustained of course so 
there was a forest line, and then there was like this decorative line of trees, I guess, that they had. And behind that decorative line of trees was one of these power boxes uh, and a couple flowers and stuff. Thing from, hide the unsightly thing from sight. Exactly. So guess where you could go and sit and smoke? No issue. No oh, yeah. Where there's no sight lines. What do you know? Exactly. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, if you create a spot with no sight lines, people will go there to be unseen. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was crazy. What but, are the yeah. odds? Almost like, like it was, was designed. Yeah, ours was like most like the one that we went to was like pretty well right out in the open. Not out in the open, out in the open. It was like behind the mall. Like it was like in a spot yeah. behind the mall in our town where it wasn't the main thoroughfare, like it wasn't the main street or like commercial street or whatever. Yeah. But right. it was just on a fucking corner, like in the open. Like, you know, like there's no like Yeah, there was like a house within twenty feet. House within like... twenty yeah, there's there was a house within like twenty, thirty feet of the side of it and like yeah. it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. Like people would go there <laughs> yeah. and they'd like you'd you'd go by and re- on a regular basis there'd be like five, six people sitting all over it smoking, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody gave it usually shit. you met up with your friends there because it's like i'll meet you at the ets <laughs> and then yeah. you get there you smoke weed while you're waiting for everybody else and then mm-hmm. once everybody's there leg back to the oak yeah leg door yeah. yeah and then you walk back and usually what me and my buddies would do is we'd go up by the, where the recycle depot is and we would hit yeah. the trails we would hit the trails there that went back behind fails river and shit like that back towards the oak and like back towards that area yeah. And we would, like, just wander, man. We would just go. And, like, because there's trails back there for, like, yeah. you could go and there's, like, so many branching trails and everything. I know them, like, the back of my hand now. But I'm sure you spent as yeah. much time back there as I did just, like, walking around in the peace oh, yeah. and tranquility of nature, screaming with your friends as loud as you can and smoking weed. <laughs> well, you remember that, uh, the water refinement place that they had? Like, that brick building? Yep, yep, yep. Down, by, down by the river with the little park there? Uh, well, the park I'm the is reason there, that yeah. there's a... Yeah, I'm the reason there's a safety fence around it. Well, there was anyway before it was tore down. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious! Because uh, I did a whole bunch of spray paint on the place. <laughs> oh <laughs> some man, graffiti. some graffiti, yeah. some graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah, but when yeah, I, I did it, there was all kinds of trees. So like, I had to hold trees back, and like, basically, I was like a foot away from like the brick wall doing this graffiti. Oh yeah, yeah, because like, I mean, because they <laughs> had then, all those like, trees, right? Like the little trees growing up around it. Right? So, I mean, yeah, but then somebody must have walked around behind it and went, "Oh my God, they're vandalizing <gasps> this place!" Oh goodness! So like, then, oh my goodness. so Vandalism. then they cut colorful yeah, so pictures they... where someone might see them. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, so they cut down all the trees and put up a fence, and then you could actually see the graffiti I had done. Hey, yeah, like, thanks hey. for immortalizing my work. Yeah, yeah famous. Yeah, yeah. man. No, and, and that's they're probably like you know we should have. They're probably like you know we should have probably painted that first before putting yeah. the fence up. Yeah, like I yeah. remember, I remember very well when they put that up because I remember being like, yeah. man, like you know, I was like, now we got to walk around, like we got to walk around it, and like I mean, thankfully they didn't go back towards like to the river too far and stuff like that, so you could still get like, yeah. you could still get down to the river, right? Because that's the ultimate goal. Like me and my buddies wouldn't hang there for too long because what we like to no. do, uh, we like to jump over the little rivers back there. You know, all those little tributaries that go to the main. Oh river. yeah. Like we used to go back there and we would get baked out of our gourds and then we would do like parkour and by yeah. that i mean like jumping off of trees and like fucking like running as fast swing, as we could and like swing on a branch yeah like swing on a branch like you know roll over a stump that kind of thing like almost like just like one step above what they did on the office you know like yeah. you know like and, but like and like and fucking like but uh 
but like yeah we used to go and like try to jump across the um like and i think the last time i went out there actually um we uh i was with my friend nathan and we were jumping over the um the rivers back there and like they weren't high like it was like fairly low river so we were jumping maybe like a four foot gap over a river and it was like super yeah. intense because the river's rushing by and it's where it's water and you know like yeah. it's more intense jumping over water and uh, i remember i jumped to there was that little island there that like it wasn't really an island but it was like a little landmass where there was like a, yeah. a small river going this side and the regular main river on the other side and i ran yeah. and i and i was smoking a joint and i ran and i I jumped and like made it to the other side and I was like, yeah, I would like did like a cool parkour roll and popped up to my feet and I was like, yeah. And like, you know, like turned around I was like, come on, man. And he came running and he had a joint too. And he, he jumped and as he jumped, he, he like inhaled. Right. And he sucked the joint into his mouth and it completely <laughs> fucked him up. Completely, oh. yeah, completely fucked him up. So he got yeah. to the other side and he was like, he was like perfectly upright at first, like jumping, like, you know, like movie style. And, like, by the yeah. time he got, like, midway through his jump, he was, like, flailing and, like, coughing. <laughs> and he got to the other side, and his feet, his feet made it, but the rest of his body was, like, over the over the water. He just, boom, right down into the water. And, like, <laughs> and it was, like, honestly, I was laughing really, really, really hard while I saved his ass by pulling him out of the water. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. I, like, like, kind of, like, grabbed him and, like, pulled him up. Like, he was, like, fucking coughing and hacking, like, fucking, like, he had spit the joint out already in the river and shit like that, and I was just laughing it's... at him, man. It was, like, oh, yeah. it was a hilarious moment. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, those trails, a lot of, lot of good memories back there with that, uh, you know, back at those, like, the, you know, the Universal Toke spot, like Curtis said, he, even he had one. It's a Universal Toke oh, spot. we had, well, we, yeah. it, ours wasn't even a Universal, ours was just, like, one that we found that was cool for a little bit. Well, no, that's what we I mean, had, like, we had we've one had here, more... you had one there, like, I'm we sure had every different... city in the world had yeah. one. Oh, we had way yeah. different ones that were way better for us. I, yeah. I got in that same episode that I talked about the tank. It was the episode with JMO, so you guys should go back and really check that out. Yeah, JMO's fucking awesome, yeah. dude. Check that episode. But uh, we also had multiple other places. Again, you know, Wonderland, per se, the place we called yeah. Alice, the little alcove of the school that we went into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I remember you were saying that uh, that one little day yeah, where you were, that's the one you were playing Roofball, right? Where you invented Roofball. Yes, allegedly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> allegedly. So anyway, that's, that's where he allegedly yeah. invented roofball. I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's, it's contested. There's a town in Kentucky where they say they invented roofball, but I don't know. It's hotly debated. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but, but um, no, yeah. So like, and, and that's the great thing, man. Like every stoner out there, I think, like every every cannabis consumer and smoker, it was like been through those sneaky stages like when fucking like you kind of like luckily in canada here like someone who's just getting into cannabis can be like i'm gonna go to the store and buy some cannabis now i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna sit on my front porch in my rocking chair and smoke a joint and they don't have to get yeah. a shit but like anybody who smoked during that period of time where you kind of had to be like let's get creative with where we smoke so that we don't so that we're not obvious to anybody right like yeah. you know like when it, you know before and so like anybody who's been through that has probably some ridiculously awesome like i mean like curtis and like yourself josh like we've got some yeah. great crazy stoner areas that we've been to like you know like they've got like and like curtis has told the story like he said when when jamo was on he told some really fucking yeah, really good stories about some funny places some good places it's nice to find, you know, good places to smoke and stuff like that. However, it is also awesome to create your own places. And Shank has told me that you are a big fan of D&D. &D. 
yep. <laughs> inventing your own worlds to smoke in. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, I guess we could talk a little bit before that, before we have to end the episode. we got a couple more minutes here. Yeah, um, yes, yeah. we'll be a few minutes. We'll talk but, about some D&D. And... Exactly. So, yeah. how long have you been playing D&D for? Uh, quite some time. Uh, 26 years. I was about to wow. say, he knows his smoking date, but not how long he's been playing well, he's, been, <laughs> he's been playing, and also, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed that you've been playing D&D longer than you've been smoking weed, because it was absolutely smoking weed that got me into playing D&D. Yeah, <laughs> he's been I playing remember... D&D longer than I've been alive. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Well, I remember when I was in, when yeah. I was in high school, I, I got, like, I remember I got baked as fuck, and I, like, on one of my spares, and I went into the school, and that's when I was looking for somewhere just to chill out and read a manga that I had gotten that I was, like, I think it was, a uh, Soul, uh, Soul Hunter, I think, or some shit like that. I can't Soul Eater? Soul Eater. Yeah. Soul Eater. And so... Yeah. And so yeah, it's great. And so um, basically, it's, I gotta reread that. But uh, anyway, so I was going, I was just looking for a classroom to fucking read that in. And I went to a classroom that nice for anybody at home. Curtis just put on a Soul Eater headband, uh, but uh, I mean, he's not animating it, but he's got it on in person. But um, I'm animating it. Okay, he's gonna animate it. Sweet. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and anyway, I wanted to go. I wanted to go and read. I, I wanted to go read this right, and I wanted to find a quiet classroom to do it in. So I went to a classroom of a teacher that I knew who was a pretty cool teacher, and like fucking, you know, the classroom was comfortable classroom to sit in. So I went there, and there was this group of strange people there, like a bunch of weird looking people, like weirdos. And I was like, sweet, I love weird people. And so I was just chilling out, and they were, you know, like over and they were playing this game. They had like a bunch of shit out in front of them and everything else. I was like, Are you guys playing D and D? Because I'd heard about it, and they were like, yeah, like, we do a session every lunchtime. And I was like, cool! And so I just kind of, like, hung out, and just kind of read my thing, and chilled out and stuff, and, like, you know, went there again the next day, and they were doing it again, and, I was, and they were like, hey, you want to play with us? And I was like, sure. So I fucking jumped in, and I started playing with them, and I was, like, baked and loving it, and it was awesome, it was so fun. Like, they, they were great people, some of my, like, to this day, some of the best people I've ever met, like, some great friends of yeah. mine. Right. And like, and like, I just remember, like, I was like, what was, it? uh, like Gar Garth Sarian, I was a fucking satyr, I was a satyr, um, a satyr rogue, I think. Yeah, I think man, but yeah, man, that was a hell of a character, and like, and man, it was like, and it was like, it was like, fun, it was amazing, and I just immediately fell in love with it, and like, I'm impressed that you were smoke, you were smoking, you started smoking weed so long after you started playing D and D because yeah. most people get into D and D and then they're like have you okay D, &D is great but have you ever had D, &D on weed man yeah. <laughs> you know that happens within yeah. like three sessions someone's like yeah. D, D is great but have you smoked weed on D, &D? <laughs> yeah well i got a later start on smoking weed than most people like my age like well you were running was for like... school president so uh yeah <laughs> but i it was just like about two months before i turned 19 or two or three months before I turned 19. So, you know, yeah. it's a much later start than most people are like, yeah, I started smoking weed when I was 13. Never but... too late, buds. <laughs> no. There is too it, early. It is... There is too early, but it's never oh, too late. Oh, there is. There is too yeah. early, but it's never too late. Yeah. But it was mostly like the, uh, the crowds I was hanging out with. Like, I didn't really feel comfortable until like much later. So, yeah. No. But, yeah. Now with D and D, <laughs> are you uh, do you prefer more or with as much as you've played? Do you now prefer the role of a player, or do you more prefer the DM role or the GM role? 
Uh, it's either or for me. Like I really enjoy being a player, but I also really enjoy the uh, the challenge of being a DM because I'm pretty much the permanent DM in our group because I'm the only one that can take everybody's individual backgrounds and just sort of weave them together into like a single cohesive story. Nice. Yeah. You and, and you do you enjoy the uh, story building aspect of it? The world building. Yeah, I really enjoy world building. I really enjoy the uh, story building part of it. Nice, nice, nice. I'm very fun. Yeah, and I know that your campaign. You've talked to me a little bit about it in the past and stuff like that. And you said that you've got like a world that you've been working on for a very long period of time, um, yeah. and that it's evolved to be like this sprawling monster of a world with like you've got your own calendar. Like, you've got yeah. your own months, you've got your own cities, you've got your own governments and factions established. Like, this is an intense world you've yeah. got. Yeah, well, I've been slowly building it over the years. Like, basically, I subscribe to that uh, sentiment of uh, you don't do more than you have to. So, like, it, it all started with this uh, campaign probably in, like, 2006. And yeah. it was basically a keep that they had to defend and the stories just evolved from there most of them most of the people i play with right now like they have no idea about most of the stuff that's gone on before them yeah like things that like, have happened already with other campaigns and other people yeah and... there's only uh one of the players right now he's the only one that's been like yeah started playing dnd with him 22 years ago yeah so yeah so he's been there for he's, like he's been there for like the growth of your campaign and he's seen your world yeah. getting bigger yeah, it started off with a single map and then i just keep expanding it and yeah yeah that's wild man and i know like i like i know some people who've put like a lot of work like i know some people who do a lot of work into world building and stuff like that right but yeah. there's no substitute for time you know like there's yeah. no substitute for time it's one of those things where it's like if you look at like epic book series and stuff like that and everything else, you can create a pretty compelling world in like a one or two book series or something like that. It's, yeah. it's doable. It's very doable. Right. But if you're like 30 books in and stuff like that, yeah. like some other, like the Wheel of Time series or some shit. Oh, definitely the Wheel like, of Time. That's, like, or that's, Goosebumps. Uh, yeah, or Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, like, you know, it's one of those things that like the world that you get out of that through the time that it's been like alive yeah. you know and and growing is it doesn't matter how good you are at creating the world like it takes an immense amount of time for that world to feel like it's alive like it for and it's like tolkien's yeah. work so like if you look at tolkien's works like that man was a master at world building he's a master at like linguistics and like you know that kind of thing and yeah. you know the well, reason he, why... he created the languages first and then exactly yeah. the world exactly yeah and he filled the world in to fit it and it's really cool because like there was a sense of time you know like there's this sense of scale like a sense of like it's like you know the world is lived in the world has been lived in for like a long time and even yeah. if you started the nd campaign today where you're like the world is forty thousand years old and you know like we there's records in the world of it being forty thousand year olds and there, there's legends and stuff like that and everything else it's way yeah. different way more way more exciting when you've actually had that world for 10 years and like things that happened eight years ago are still relevant in today you know like in today's campaign yeah. 
and like you have a direct reference to it and not only that but you could probably poke the person on facebook who fucking you know who who started that legend or whatever right or like started that clan that's now a well-established clan and part of the world and you know and through uh, creative chronological jumping, you can, you know, say so that, like, a player in this campaign, you know, like, if in the next campaign, when it's in the same world, it could be 100 years from now, 200 years from now, you know, so that player is a legend in the world now, you know, yeah. what they did and everything else. And, it, and, and that kind of growth, it feels more exciting because it's dynamic growth as opposed to just, like, planned growth. You know, yeah. you're not, you're not like Curtis said, those artificial trees that were planted down by his uh, smoke spot. Like you could tell that they were artificial trees, right? They'd never look yeah. as good as an actual forest. You know, you'd always know that that tree line right. was planted. Like, yeah. you know, I know which ones were planted and which ones were just sitting there. Exactly. Right. And it's, yeah. it's, yeah. Al- and it's always, it's always going to be noticed which parts of it were planted and which parts of it were naturally grown. Because they have yes. that kind of natural vibe. And it's the same with your world, man. The fact that you've had it going for such a long time. It's like, yes. you've probably got some awesome stories for that as well. And I mean, like, I'm sure we'd love yes. to get into, like, the full details of, like, the world and stuff. But we probably right. don't have too much time left. But Nah, yes. we actually are running low on time here. So I think yeah. we have time yes. for uh, one more bong hit real quick. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. In the meantime, that. while we smoke our uh, bongs, Josh, is there anywhere that the people, the buds, can find you or enjoy the the likes of your uh, memory? Yeah, any any content or anything uh, that you uh, that you may want uh, you may want to give a shout out to. This is your I mean, time to basically uh, shameless plug whatever you feel like doing. In the meantime, we'll blaze it. Tok Tok yeah. Shibo. Well, I've got a Facebook page that I've been sort of picking away at over time. You can find my art there. It's uh, Gothic Productions. So, like, uh, it's two separate words. Goth, hick, productions. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah. dude. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. And we'll have a link down below for that. We'll fire a link down in yep. the description for Buds to, uh, to click on that and find that. And uh, yep. obviously, if you want as well, buds at home, you can find Josh on our page, Good Buds Podcast page. Always sharing those fucking dank ass memes. So hop on there. Oh yeah. Make sure, make sure give give him a like when you're there, because you're guaranteed to see a post of his. It's either him or Isaac going on yeah. there. Right? So I, <laughs> I love to see the stuff shared. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, like, and thank you so much once again for being on the show. We really appreciate you coming on, man. It's really great. Finally, like that Curtis can finally get to meet you in person and stuff like that. Aside from uh, just yep. enjoying the memory and the online stuff, and uh, and uh, hopefully yep. be happy to come back again in the future, man. Maybe you can uh, pop back oh. more D and D and uh, go in more in depth about your uh, your world you've got existing. Oh, for sure. That sounds like a prime idea. Sweet man. Oh, yeah. oh, we're joined. We're joined by a kitty. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we love when animals yeah. join us on the podcast. There you go. Oh, you cute kitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always love when animals join us on the podcast. It's great. It's happened a couple times. Yeah. And for sure. With all, <laughs> but with all that, buds. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of the Good Buds Podcast. We are gonna roll one for the road, and we will see you next week. Later, buds. Check you later. <laughs> Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, like, oh yeah, like, comment, subscribe, share this with all your buds that you see in passing. Just to yell at everybody about the Good Buds podcast and about Goth Hick Productions. Oh, there you go, <laughs> Shank. Remembering your lines. Uh, <laughs> I know, I'm sure, but... all right, this one. Anyway, all right, later, later buds. buds.